0: Hi, uh, my name is Faiz Khan uh, and uh, I'm the founder of Insan Corporation. So basically what we are doing is we are trying to create a community for freelancers, influencers, uh, any individual who is trying to do something on their own and uh, uh, faces a lot of problem during starting stage. It is uh, a platform for professional as well. So uh, the sole objective of this podcast is to uh, tell beautiful stories of beautiful person so that people can get inspired by them and uh, start their journey. And if they have some questions, we we will be answering them uh, uh, in this podcast. So today I have Ishita Khanna. Ishita, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Sure. So firstly, thank you for inviting me. My name is Ishita. I am a freelance content writer and social media marketer. Apart from that, I am the founder of Quackboo digital media and the eventos event management form so i am currently pursuing my graduation and working as a freelancer
0: nice nice uh, so uh, yes uh, when and how did you start your journey can you say something about that
1: uh sure So I never planned to become content writer and I didn't like, never plan to start freelancing. It was purely accidental. So when I was in my first year of college, I was like, okay, I have to do something. I never figured out like what exactly I wanted to do. It was just, I want to start doing something. I want to explore. So I joined a few internships. I even like joined a few communities of my college. I started with graphic designing and marketing with the very basic after yeah. that i switched to like content the internship that i joined uh there i wrote one or two content but those were not very well apart from that i started working as an hr manager after that like after writing content so doing uh like hr manage like being an hr manager i started handling interns i started handling a team uh, i usually was a very introvert girl earlier but Being an HR, you have to deal with a lot of people. You have to communicate with uh, different companies, different colleges to hire people, to hire uh, employees. So that's how I started speaking. Basically, I started becoming an extrovert. After that, I was like, okay, this is it. I have to try on my hands to different stuff. So I just thought that content writing is something that I wanted to do. But at that particular time, I wasn't good at it. So I thought, okay, if I'm not good, I'll try it out. So I did, I wrote content for like Times of India. I wrote content for my own blog. Uh, I created my own website. I created my own portfolio. I learned all of this being an internship itself. I never knew all of the stuff earlier. Being in internship, I knew the basics of how you have to start freelancing. So once I just started out, I just went throughout the flow. I started creating content on LinkedIn, and that's how it all started.
0: Nice, nice. So, basically, what I can uh, summarize from uh, this is you have been into three multiple domains uh, one is True. graphic designing, one is HR, and now you are doing content writing, right? Exactly. So in freelancing, basically people uh, get this idea that they have to be professional in one single domain, but uh, that's somewhere, somewhere truth. But uh, for a longer period of time, you have to have a different knowledge uh, of different uh, field as well. It's not just knowledge. You just have to try out different stuff, right? In starting, because you don't really know what you are uh, going to pursue. It's uh, Would you love that or just not for you? So uh, picturing that, uh, picturing that scenario, uh, it's also uh, really, uh, I don't think so in future people would be just professional in one particular domain. It's really nice. Being a professional is really nice, but uh, opening multiple gates is also uh, good. As uh, I I don't know if you uh, know about uh, Naval Ravikant. So Naval Ravikant is an uh, Indian American entrepreneur. So, he also uh, pinpointed this in one of his podcasts that uh, we should really focus on multiple domains. So, uh, focusing on yeah. that, currently uh, you are into content writing. Which type of content writing are you pursuing?
1: So firstly, I would say that, of course, I will just, I would like to continue what you said. So yeah, if you're starting out being in college, I would say explore as much as you can, explore as many niches you want to, whatever you want to do, go for it because you never know what excites you. So being in me, like I never thought I will be writing content, but when I started out, I felt like, okay, this is something meant for me. So here I am being a freelance content writer. So as you said, that do multiple things and figure out what you find the best for yourself, what you find more exciting for yourself. And apart from that, uh, as per your question, so I am like currently, I am writing multiple niches. I haven't fixed any one niche for me. I have been writing into marketing Technical crypto, uh, parenting blog, uh, travel blogs, food blogs. So yeah, I have been writing content in multiple niches like product reviews, product guidelines, ultimate guides, everything. Like even I have like published a few chapters in a particular books. I cannot name them because of the privacy issues. But yeah, I haven't niched down yet because I actually love writing. And secondly, I love experimenting and learning new things. So every once in a while, I prefer to change my niche to write something in different niche so that I don't get bored of one thing.
0: Right. Makes sense. You also mentioned that uh, you wrote something about parenting because see, in, in, uh, uh, in this content writing genre, I would say people use uh, niche according to their uh, interest. I would say interest not really or in some experience like in technical some technical person can write about technical stuff marketing marketing person can write about marketing stuff but you said parenting mm. and i hope you are not yet parent at all so uh, <laughs> no, no. how 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 are you trying to deal with uh, deal with it
1: so whenever i have to write particular content in a, a particular niche i prefer getting in contact with a few of people in that particular niche so I usually connect with people on Instagram who are mothers who are doing blogging I keep a check on their stories on their highlights so that I get to know okay this is something they are focusing on so recently I wrote a topic like how mothers should take care of their children uh, during COVID So I have been in contact with a lot of mother bloggers on Instagram, on Twitter. So they usually post guides there, like how you can follow these things and all stuff. And I even, for basic knowledge, I prefer Google and YouTube as well. But when we have to put on our creativity and emotional touch, then getting in contact with real people who are facing that issue is a better option. So that's how I wrote
0: right completely makes sense uh, it's it's better to socialize on uh it's better to socialize and get to uh get that experience and knowledge from uh, other person where you're just starting out you don't know uh yeah. what you are doing you will make huge mistakes in in this in the beginning so it's better to reach out to person who has that experience and uh, so that they can uh, tell you what to do and what not to do if, if they are up to for that it's really nice that you had that because I was, I was having the doubt because it's a common myth in just content writing. You have to have that knowledge where are starting. It's, it's totally understandable, but, uh, you, uh, somewhere, uh, I would say if you're interested towards something and you know, don't have experience or knowledge, you can learn, learn it up a week. You can start.
1: Yeah. I would say just start doing it. For example, when I started writing content in the niche of crypto, I like, I was like, I had 0% knowledge about crypto and Bitcoins and at this point of time, I have completed like 30 plus blogs in that particular niche. So if you don't know anything about a particular niche, I would say start writing, start doing research, start talking to people, start networking with people in that niche. You will get ample amount of knowledge on daily basis. So once you will start doing it, you will start learning and that's how your journey will begin. So Don't overthink that I don't know. I don't know how to do. Just these are the questions that are just stopping you. So Hmm. yeah, just start it and go with the flow. I would say.
0: Nice. Nice way to put it. Uh, How tough uh, it was for you to start at the beginning? Uh, What was your uh, main obstacles that you faced?
1: So obstacles in the sense I was like when I uh, obstacles, the main was having sample work. So earlier, I didn't knew about how to pitch people. I never knew from where I can get clients. I like, I also didn't know that, okay, how I have to talk to them, how I have to like get on meetings with them. What is professionalism? This is something I really sucked at the starting, but with time, yeah, I'm learning how you have to be professional, how I have to maintain my boundaries earlier. Like I started getting like I just thought of okay let's get some referrals I but didn't I just I didn't get any then I went on Facebook and there people were just getting exploited like people were offering per word charged of like 0.10 pesa 0.20 pesa and mm-hmm. I even opted for that I wrote content at that amount itself when I started so yeah but with time I just started learning
0: uh there was there's this uh, issue in freelancing and uh, yesterday I was also uh, talking to one of the content writer and we were talking about something and this issue came up that in beginning what uh, many freelancer do is they offer for free uh the services somehow I can understand that and uh, I could agree to that key starting for one to two project you can do for free you need to build your portfolio uh, so I, I, I one come thing I would
1: like this. To- like one thing I would like to say I never offered my services for free like this is never so as you said that people offer for free I would recommend those people to join an internship into content writing Mm -hmm. there you will get a chance to write ample number of content and with time you will also start learning so when I was doing internship I wrote only two to three blogs and that worked for me actually when I like pitched some people for work. So two to three samples are also good to go. So I would really say don't offer free work for just testimonials and all. Go for the internship to gain actual good experience, but the paid ones, not the free ones.
0: Nice. Actually, she also said the same thing, don't offer for free. It uh, it raises a question of self-doubt that you don't, uh, you're not sure of your uh, service. And you don't trust your skills so uh, very good way to point it out uh, i just needed to make sure that we are all on the same page so yeah just go for the internship or if you just want to start 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 with the blog start with the instagram page or something and just
1: yeah, there are a lot of options. You can create content on LinkedIn. You can create blogs and publish on LinkedIn. You can even create your accounts on Medium, on blog post. You can right. publish free content there and that will actually help you to authorize yourself. And like, uh, basically, freelancing is all about trust. This is something I've seen till now. If the person start trusting you, they will work with you anyhow. So to gain trust, you need to show them a few sample work. And if it's published anywhere, Blogspot, Medium, anywhere, then that's a good thing, I would say.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? What kind of resources do you, uh, what's a go-to resource?
1: uh go to resources for what like do you mean for clients or content to work for
0: uh, to work in generally how to deal with content or any other resource uh, uh, there are many uh, i would say uh, courses not not really courses but uh, explanatory videos or uh, blogs about this domain that how how to choose your niche what kind of content uh, how to do seo so that kind of resources like how to
1: are... learn content writing in short are you saying right
0: Yes, you you can say that, but it's not just content writing, it's also how to deal with clients.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are the points that you should say? So what are the best resources that have helped you?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I would say when I started out to get clients, I used to do cold emailing. And even I used to DM people on Instagram, cold DMs that okay, I'm a freelancer. I want to there was a basically perfect pitch I used to follow. And I got my first client from Instagram. After that, I got my second client from a referral. I got my third client from LinkedIn. So like basically to get clients, these are the stuff I used. Uh, If people are thinking about a lot of applications like Upwork, uh, Fever, Freelancer. Mm -hmm. So I don't recommend them. I just never recommend them. Like even in my consultation calls, I say, start working on your personal brand, start creating content, start showing people that you are someone who create content on platforms like LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. So that's what I prefer. If it works for you, like applications like Upwork and all works for you to get clients, then it is. But for me, it never worked. I think it's really time consuming. Rather than that, I can create ample of content for other, like different platforms. And that really works great. Apart from that, if we talk about learning content writing, then I would say start writing, start reading, start watching uh, movies with English subtitles. And like reading, writing, practicing, this is something that will help you to learn content writing. There is a lot of content around you. I would say like ads, banners, everything. You can just watch them. You can like improvise them. You can write them according to your creativity. So. I never find a very particular course to learn content writing, but Mm -hmm. I would just say improve the content around you, read the content around you, analyze the content around around you and start working on it, start writing. After that, if we talk about SEO related stuff, Mm -hmm. so I prefer some tools that is Arif. I prefer tools Yoast for transition words, like keywords, ins, everything. So Arif, uh, arif and yoast these are the two my go-to tools and to check content i prefer using grammarly paid version and hemingway okay. and there is a lot more into like freelance content writing you need to maintain your time you need to do time management you need to maintain your productivity throughout the day so there is a very long process so yeah i can't sum up everything here yeah, i would say
0: it, it it was really grateful. Uh, I'm really grateful to you for that uh, resources that uh, you mentioned. People can really uh, use that. And uh, I guess it will help many to start their journey or uh, if they're pursuing, uh, then that would really help them. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have, uh, I also have a question. What was your parents' opinion when you started? And what do they feel now? What's the difference okay. between so when, you, when you started and currently you are uh, mm-hmm. successful and you started your own venture so uh, what's their difference what, how, what were they saying at the beginning and what are they saying now?
1: Okay so I have done like 20 plus consultation calls with freelance beginners and they are always like that my parents are not convinced they, are, they don't want me to do freelancing and all stuff so I would just say don't ask them or don't tell them that please get convinced, please understand or something. Do and show them. Don't tell them, okay, I will do this, I will do that. Do it and then show them and tell them that, okay, I did it. That's how you can convince them. So this is something I learned a long back. Like one of my cousins told me that if you want your parents to get convinced, you can't just make them understand that whether whatever you are doing is good or not, but you can show them. So... When I started, my parents were like, okay, you are not doing like, this is not appropriate for you. This is not uh, appropriate for your good future. But yeah, like after four to five months, when I started earning, when I started showing them that, okay, this is what I did. This is what I'm doing. Then they were super convinced and now they are more than happy. Like I would say they are happiest ever that I am just 20 right now and being into freelancing I have made multiple 6 figure income. So yeah, they're happy with whatever I'm doing right now.
0: Nice, but uh, all this argument is based on uh, uh, based on a person who is just trying to start their journey. Let's say at the age of 19 to 20. So uh, they have some time. They have some uh, time that they can leverage on. But what about a person who is trying to start? at the age of 25 26 he's doing she he is doing perfectly fine job but they want to move on okay. to uh, this freelancing domain because data suggest uh, data suggests that around uh, 2030 around 30% around 80% mm-hmm. of the uh, of the total population would be doing some kind of freelancing stuff so what mm-hmm. do you say on that how to how do uh, people uh, do that
1: Okay, so people who are starting are either 24 or 25. I would say, when if you trust yourself, you can like make anyone trust you. Firstly, you need to make sure that whether you are actually sure about what you're gonna do, if not, then I would say. If you're doing a job or anything, stick with your job and side by side, give your hand, like put in your hard work or extra time into freelancing. I have seen a lot of people being in their 24 or 25-ish age. So they get on a job, they do like 9 to 5 job, whatever it is. And in the free time or we can say after their job, they work on their passion or we can say side hustle or something. So, being in 24-25, I understand there is a lot of pressure at your end from parents, from relatives, anyone. So, don't pressurize yourself, but make sure that whatever you are doing is keeping a thought in mind that, okay, this is my goal. Keep your goals at a level like three-month goal, six-month goal, maybe 12-month goals, but... Start working according to your goals if you actually want to achieve what you want to. If you're taking your side hustle just as a play, then it won't work. You need to put in your hard work into your side hustle to make it your main income source. I would say like this is something at whatever age you are. Me being a college student, of course, I attend my college and after that I work on my freelancing. So at whatever age you are, working at like in two things or three things is not easy you need to manage your time you need to like make your such environment mm-hmm. that okay that's how you will be working nice
0: yes i can get around that idea yes uh, it's very helpful actually um, i would also like to add that if you're if you are at the age of 25 26 and you're trying to uh, pursue this journey then i would say it's uh, you are perfect you are at your best position. You have, you must have a lot of colleagues around your office or uh, some clients if you are doing content writing already.
1: Yeah, you know, like don't go then. for age, I would say. Hmm. Whether you are at 30, 35, if you want to do it, go for it. Because, of course, this is something you want to pursue. And if you actually like really want to do it, then no one can stop you, I would say
0: absolutely absolutely but do some testing at the beginning do some medium post uh, yeah. medium uh, go on medium write about some stuff share it with your friends share it with the seniors they will help you out and uh, just see yeah, exactly. if, if if you if that's uh, preferable if uh, that is an opportunity that you want to pursue so go for it man after that uh, save some uh, money for 2 to 3 months and just go for it you uh, absolutely after 2 3 months you will be in a better position i guess
1: True.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, this uh, I, I, I want you to think before answering this question. Do you enjoy what you do? And uh, would you prefer to change your career if given a chance?
1: Of course, I won't change my career like in near two to three years of future. No, I won't do it. Maybe I will add on some more income streams in my future, but freelancing will always remain. Like always be a part of my income source. Uh, if you're asking me if I enjoy what I'm doing, then of course, yes, I do enjoy it. If you like, if I say the process of doing freelancing earlier, when I started out, I felt like, okay, this is something very hectic because I was actually working, I would say like 24 by 7. I would just stick to my laptop phone all the time. And that was super hectic, but... There are a few process that you need to do, like cold emailing and all stuff. Sometimes I just feel like a little bit bored of it, but yeah, when you're disciplined for your work, when you think like, feel like, okay, this is something you have to do to get what you want to do. Like, I love writing content, but the process that I have to follow is a little bit hectic. But when I think like, okay, I have to write content because I love it. So I just complete the process
0: right it's again again that coming to that uh point that if you are loving what you do then i say uh, i would say nothing would be um hectic i would say you would enjoy yeah. doing that and after a while yeah, of you course. just
1: wrap
0: like, ra- hmm, your I would say brain around make that your
1: goals. Huh, like rap, exactly i would say just Be consistent with whatever you are doing. Be disciplined. There might be times when you feel like, okay, I don't want to do it. I don't like it. There might be ups and downs every month or we can say every week. But discipline should always be over motivation. So be consistent and be disciplined if you're just starting out. And in future too. But yeah, in starting, discipline is super important.
0: Very nice way to put it. Uh, So you mentioned that you used to cold uh, mail uh, to a lot of clients at the beginning. Do you still do that or how do you, what's the other way to find clients?
1: I would say cold emailing is one of the very underrated step, which people think when people started creating content on LinkedIn, and once they start getting clients, they forget cold emailing, because they are getting inbound leads. I would say if you want to get high paying clients, if you want to get clients whom you want to work with, cold emailing or cold DMs are the best option. And I still do it. Not like the amount, for example, when I started out, I used to send like 100 emails in like 15 to 20 days. And now I do to like a particular people or particular companies only whom I want to work with. So I guess I email like 10 to 20 people in a month.
0: Right. And just to give that perspective, uh, I be- I have been into marketing and I know as a fact that uh, cold Mailing is the most efficient way in the marketing to get your clients and and that's why it's the oldest way as well and uh, currently it's uh, uh, it's being used by many firms, and uh, it's a nice way to move forward if you are afraid uh, don't be afraid it's it's very good way to move forward Uh, it's really efficient way to uh, get your clients.
1: I think people are not afraid of doing old emailing what they're afraid of is that they won't get any results. But I would say, like, if you are doing proper research about the company or person you are going to reach, uh, if you have, like, written your email in a very personalized manner with a good format in such a, with, like, with the proper CTA and all stuff, then you will surely get a, res- like, uh, I would say, you will surely get a reply from that company if they require a content writer. So I would say, don't be, uh, what I can say for this, like, See, when, yeah, uh,
0: they are not afraid. when i meant afraid uh, i'm sorry uh, I, I used the wrong word but my meaning was uh in afraid basically uh, i meant two two ways the afraid of failure it's it's really effective way to uh, uh, mail and the second point is that in gmail when you uh randomly mail uh, a lot of clients what usually happen uh google gmail algorithm will shift you to spam folder for a uh, If you uh, do the process uh, and uh, person, if the client uh, like ten to twelve clients just uh, report it, then you will be directly sent to the uh, spam uh, in for uh, other clients. So that's what I I guess I meant by uh, afraid, but uh, it's really effective. That rarely happen uh, if you are uh, very if your mail is very personalized. Uh, Yes, and we personalized mail is the key. Uh, Thanks for that. So if if your mail is very personalized, I I don't think so. Any client uh, rarely any clients uh, report that. But uh, yeah, cold mailing is the way.
1: Yeah. So in short, I would say cold emailing is a skill that everyone should learn. So go for it.
0: Nice, nice. Uh. So uh. Now that you have uh your company coming up, you uh you are doing freelancing um. Uh, what is your daily schedule like what do you do
1: so it depends upon my to-do list basically so i create a to-do list every night for the next day and accordingly i divide my task and get on work sometimes i wake up at 8 sometimes i even wake up at 11 so i really enjoy my day throughout because of course I'm working from home so I never pressurize myself for no I have to wake up at this time so I usually enjoy doing my like completing my to-do list and I like just manage my day accordingly
0: nice okay so uh, here in this uh, daily schedule uh, part see the major uh, issue in this uh, freelancing is that there is no one above you to monitor or guide you You are on your own uh, and you have to make schedule uh, to meet some points. Right. So how, what do you suggest? How, how to, how to deal with that?
1: Okay. So I would say when you start working, create a to-do list, have two, three books with yourself. And the best way I do is I used to keep with me a book of sticky notes. So I usually put the sticky note at the back of my like bed and like it is mostly visible to me like like almost throughout the day so whenever i feel like okay this is the to do list i have to complete so i just start working on it or what you can do you can set reminders on your phone that okay this these are the tasks you need to complete because when your phone when when you get a reminder then you actually feel like the urgency to complete it being a freelancer i would say time management is a little bit difficult when you start, but you can like just mute the notifications of your phone so that you don't get di- like you don't divert your mind while working, right. create to do list, uh, block your times. For example, uh, if you have thought that, okay, within the two hours, you have to research for a blog, sometimes it might happen that you might be having a creative block or you are feeling a bit lazy so at that particular moment don't force yourself to do that thing you can change your location you can listen to some music you can uh, shut the work like i would say just shut the laptop and go for a walk for five minutes and then get back to the work so to manage your time at home you actually need to be with a fresh mind so for that i would say eat healthy uh, watch some movies for like just to freshen up yourself, but don't pressurize yourself, because right. if you are writing content, then you need a good creative mind to write.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, uh, I totally agree to that. Uh, you have to be a bit of goal oriented. Uh, write your goals and do it. But if you are not able to do at that particular point of time, it's no rush. Just yeah. uh, take some time. They waste
1: your time. I would say don't waste your time and give yourself like 20 to 30 minutes to freshen up.
0: Right. And also uh, I, I, I came uh, I came around this, I, I was reading this article which was saying ki if you are pushing towards doing your task uh, that is very uh, time-oriented at this particular time, then uh, the effort that you use to do that, uh, uh, to sit, uh, to set up yourself to that task, will just uh, uh, be negative for your creativity. You lose all your uh, energy just to sit there and you lose somehow your creativity. So I would say just go along with uh, the mindset that you use and be and make a to-do list. So uh, that would be really helpful. Thank you. Thank you, Shita, for that. Uh, also, uh, after here, uh, we have some questions from our user. So if you are not comfortable answering anything, you can just uh, say it and we'll cancel it out. Sure. Uh, what's the one thing uh, you wish you had known when you began your career?
1: So one thing I would say in freelancing, uh, I would say, saying no to some projects earlier. I was like, I was saying yes to every another project. I, that come through my way. So yeah, this is something I just wish I knew earlier, because when you start saying no to like low paying clients, that that's the moment you start getting high paying clients. So I, yeah. So just start saying no to the projects you don't want to work with or those that don't match your like creativity level, or I would say your payments level, everything. So, yeah.
0: Okay. 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 <clears throat> so, uh, what is your biggest failure and, uh, what did you learn from it?
1: I actually never had that failures, but yeah, when I started working, there were a few clients who were not happy with my work. So I used to be like, very, I used to feel very guilty and sorry about that. But after a few months, I got to know that I am a bit creative kind of person. I actually cannot write, like what I can say, a very strict or very uh, strict basis format content. So yeah, I just started choosing my clients accordingly. And that worked. So it wasn't a failure, but it was just a lesson because some of my clients were not happy. So I shifted like from that to the another part, which I loved, like, which I just loved writing.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? The starting stage.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say, if you're just starting out, get yourself a mentor as soon as possible. Because once you will have a mentor, you you will get to know the whole process and the procedure and the steps, methods, everything you need to do throughout your journey. So if you really want to avoid hidden trial methods, if you really want to save your time, go for a mentor, search for the person you will get anywhere like Instagram, LinkedIn, so, it will actually like really help you to speed up your process to reach where you want to.
0: Okay. And uh, who do you suggest who, who are the uh, three people that uh, people can reach out to? Or uh, three
1: yeah, that people. Help There are a lot of people out there, I would say. I actually cannot personally- name.
0: Who do you personally follow or who uh, influenced you the most?
1: Okay. So I have three people. One is Shreya Patar. Uh, second is Saheli Chatterjee. Third is Komal Ahuja. So these are the three people I usually follow on each and every platform, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. So yeah, I they are not my mentors, but yeah, I really love their content. So yeah, you can go to them. So yeah.
0: Uh... People, you can just rewind that uh, and go to uh, those three names that mentioned, and you can follow and you can learn a lot from them as well, right? Uh, This next question, what is uh, the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk?
1: Okay, so a lot of people think freelancing is not sustainable. That's because... Uh, they don't follow a proper procedure and they don't follow a proper method to make this particular field sustainable. So, yeah, I think this is a very like big myth.
0: Okay, and uh, what would you say is the normal procedure uh, that they should follow?
1: See, procedure, it's not like it depends for different people. There are a lot of people who are getting high-paying clients from Facebook. There are people who are getting high-paying clients from Twitter. So you need to try out different things. Of course, you need to experiment. So experimenting is not about wasting your time. Experimenting is like you're actually utilizing your time, trying out different things that will work for you. So, yeah.
0: Okay. And... Uh, uh what's the wh- how much do you earn uh, in you can just in uh, mention that in figures no need to be in so detailed so that uh, people can know that in content writing uh, uh, what 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 they can expect.
1: Okay so if we talk about how much you can earn in content writing then one thing I would just say sky is the limit. You can earn any amount you want to. Like whether in five figures, USD, six figures, USD. And if we talk about in lakhs, millions, whatever you want to earn, you can do it. But of course, things need time. When you just start out, make short goals, like short term goals, I would say. Uh, like you have to earn 5,000 INR in one month. Second month, you have to earn 10,000. Third month, make a goal of 20,000. So make short goals, like start with small and then move towards the big ones. So in short, I would say sky is the limit, go for it.
0: And what would you say is the future of freelancing in general? Because uh, if a lot of people come into freelancing, the supply increases, and uh, do you think the demand will also increase? What's your uh, expectation or uh, what's your thought?
1: Hmm. So I would say uh, demand is actually a lot, but supply is a little bit low. I feel so because still people prefer having employees than freelancers. So still a lot of companies need to understand that having freelancer is a better option than having employee, full-time employees. Free, I personally feel like uh, when you work with people for particular projects, then the productivity level increase by twice or thrice very easily. I personally feel that because I have faced the issue. I have been into employment as well. And I now I'm working as freelancer also. Earlier, I was working as an HR manager. So I think when I started working as a content writer with different projects, my productivity and the work that I deliver is much better than I was delivering earlier. So yeah, of course, freelancing like is must having a lot and a long way to go. And if I talk about supply, then yeah, I think supply will increase and with time demand will to increase for sure.
0: Okay, but there's this one common issue with this uh, basic structure is when you increase the supply and uh, the demand also increases, then uh, I would say uh, the cost. The, the money that you are getting right now, the uh, that would somehow decrease because people will have options to opt out for. So how do you think people will uh, should deal with that?
1: Okay. I never thought about it actually, but I feel quality is over anything. The companies who really want quality, they will prefer good writers. They will prefer good freelancers. And if the ones who just want to get their work done, they can get anyone. So if you have particular skills, if you like, if you're able to provide good quality content to your clients, then of course, people will choose you over money. They won't feel like whether you will charge for in in four figures, like five figures, what they will like, whatever matters to them is quality of the content you are providing.
0: Yes, that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So uh uh yes, uh okay. If you could uh this is the last question by the way. If you could step into okay. my shoes, uh what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? If I missed any point, any questions, what would you ask yourself?
1: Okay, so I would mm-hmm. okay, I need to think for a while. Sure,
0: take your time. <laughs> what
1: would I have asked myself?
0: about your life about your uh, career uh, about your struggle anything
1: um i think we have almost covered everything i really don't have any idea right now
0: okay how about your struggle uh, was there a lot of struggle
1: No, there wasn't a lot. But yeah, I was like really very confused when I started out because my goal was just to do something. I never knew what I want to do. So that's the reason I started with marketing, then graphic designing, then HR management, team leading and all stuff. So I won't say that was a struggle, but that was the experience that I got. So yeah, there's not as much struggle I have till now. But a little bit every journey is having
0: absolutely I, I really loved your uh, story uh, that you juggled between so many domains and now you are uh, fixed to content writing and you are loving this and you are also earning in uh, 6 to 7 figures uh, but your journey so far is very very interesting uh, to me you started from graphic designing then you went to hr you started you started from marketing i guess network marketing yeah. was I that the I joined
1: the marketing club of my college
0: Right. And then you did graphic designing and then you went into uh, HR, which is very different from marketing. Somehow I can understand uh, graphic designing and content writing is a part of marketing, but uh, HR is totally different. And then you again came back to content writing. Yeah. Uh, so... And
1: now I have been into content writing from past uh, one year. It's like one and a half year.
0: Nice. And what, uh, how do you, what do you, uh, what was your thinking in that from shifting from HR to content writing? I can wrap around idea of, uh, shifting from graphic designing to HR. You wanted something better, but from HR to, I'm not saying I'm not, uh, uh, putting anything into hierarch- hierarchical form. I'm just saying, what was your thought when you shifted from HR to content writing?
1: Okay. So I started basically doing the job of HR was just because I wanted to learn how to speak. I wanted to learn how to network with people, how to uh, talk with people in a better way. So being in HR, I learned this very nicely. I used to network with a lot of colleges. I used to connect them for hiring procedure. I used to connect with uh, a lot of companies for projects and all stuff. I used to maintain my uh, team, employees, and tones. everyone. So... Basically, that helped me to enhance a few of my skills, like communication skills, networking skills and all. Content writing was something I just wanted to try out. Like I wrote my first content. I wrote a blog basically about, it was related to COVID itself. Hmm. But that wasn't good enough. According to the, the founder of the company was like, okay, this is not that good enough. So I thought of like giving up. Okay, let's not just do it. But after six months, I felt like key content is something I just left in mid. I didn't try it out for even a month. Like if we talk about graphic design marketing, I did everything for a month or two to gain much knowledge about it and to understand whether I really want to do it or not. So content writing was something I just did for two, three days. I wrote two, three content and left that. So that was something just triggered me that, okay, this is something I left in mid. I need to start again. And I am just sticking to it from past one and a half year now.
0: Nice. Congratulations for that. So far, your journey was so inspiring, actually. And uh, it all made sense to me. Uh, The things that you did, it was so inspiring. Great. Congratulations for your journey so far again. And thank (laughs) Thank you being being... you're welcome thank you uh, to be on this podcast uh, and uh, it was really great talking to you uh, just last question where can our listeners can connect to you
1: everyone can connect with me like on instagram and linkedin preferably linkedin itself so you can search for the name ishita khanna N A. you will get to like search my id there apart from that if you are not able to find you can search for my hashtag that is isheble, Ishable, I S H A B L E. So, Ishable is my hashtag. You can search it on LinkedIn. You will get to connect with me.
0: And, uh, Gmail ID that uh, you would like to share?
1: Yeah. So, my Gmail is Ishable20 at the rate gmail.com.
0: Can you please spell it?
1: Sure. Ishable20 at the rate, gmail.com.
0: Cool. Uh, I will, uh, any which ways, I will also mention all your uh, links in the description. So, you can just go and check out. It was great talking to ishita It was uh, so great. Your story was really inspiring. Just to summarize, this girl started uh, around, uh, I guess, around uh, half, uh, one and a half year uh, ago, right? Yeah. And uh, She's earning uh, in six to seven figures. So it's really uh, appealing. The career the career is very appealing and uh, you can
1: Like start. earlier, I was a science student. Basically, I would say earlier, I was like till 12th. I was a science student. I shifted to BBA when hmm. I joined my college and being in college, I was like, yeah, I have to do something. And then I started shifting, shifting, shifting. And now here I am doing content writing
0: one thing that i noticed throughout your uh, this episode i one thing i particularly noticed was uh, your hunger you had yes. that hunger to pursue more and more and more and you never settled until uh, you you got to uh, got to do something that you really love right now and i can feel that vibe i can i can understand that it's really good people don't let let your hunger die just do just do the next possible thing but do in a, do it in a smarter way just don't if you're if you wanted to uh, if you want to start content writing just don't go ahead and do that leave uh, leave your job or something like that do it in a smarter way do uh, write up some medium uh, articles uh, linkedin articles share it with your friends colleagues and see what's the response if it's good, then you can plan ahead for future, but, uh, you can go ahead. It's really, uh, the career is really bright. Ahead. So that's it from my side. Uh, Ishita, do you have something yeah. to say?
1: Yeah, it was a really good session. I really enjoyed it and thank you so much for inviting me. I felt super grateful.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So, uh, Khan, signing off.